0: Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com, and by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state including 11 offices in the Baton Rouge area, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank. Banking with greater momentum. At B1Bank.com. sewers on the boulevard we're out to lunch with stephanie regal stephanie regal is a broadcaster and editor of baton rouge business report it's business baton rouge style
1: hi i'm stephanie regal welcome to out to lunch 15 years ago no one had heard of an app they didn't exist today there are more than 1.6 million of them available to download on your smartphone or tablet and new ones are being designed every day Apps are an integral part of commerce and communication in our digital age, and here in Baton Rouge, we have companies not only using cutting-edge apps to improve their business, but designing them as well. Amy Phillips is one such example. She's the creative director at Techneris, a full-service technology company located in the Louisiana Technology Park. Techneris specializes in custom software services, security services, and infrastructure services, which means they do things like design apps. And Amy is the person who oversees the design and user interface for all app software and website projects. Amy, most people probably don't even realize this is going on in Baton Rouge, so we look forward to hearing about it in a couple of
2: minutes here on Out to Lunch. Thanks, Stephanie, I look forward to talk
1: about it. Well, apps are are making a difference in all sorts of businesses, and in ways you wouldn't think of, Commerce Title is one of Baton Rouge's largest locally owned title companies, and it's using a unique, specially designed app called Commerce Agent. Commerce Agent app gives Commerce Title's team a powerful number crunching tool and marketing material generator all in one and it helps them stand out in a crowded real estate field. Here to tell us about the way apps are making a difference in their business is Katie Heyer, Marketing Project Manager for Commerce Title. So Katie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Stephanie. Well, Amy, I want to go back to you for a minute. Technaris has been around since before apps, since 2000, and it began as a small IT company. Today, you all design apps, websites, and a whole lot more. Tell me about the evolution of the company, and and how big
3: is it today? Sure, um, would love to. Um, We have 17 full-time employees now, um, spanning actually five states. Um, The great thing about technology is you can hire great talent no matter where they are, or great talent if they decide to move for family or whatever reason, we can retain them as employees. So... Um, the founder, Zito, started the company. His background is in development, so it really started out as a software development company. Um, and over time, it just grew into the IT support realm, you know, as you're creating sure. things. It, you kind of expand into that, and obviously, um, you know, technology has changed a lot. It used to be a lot more about function, and now it's about function and form. And so, um, in 2009, he hired his first designers and sort of brought that in house, um, and it's just kind of gone from there because now it's not so much about even it functioning, but the user experience and the aesthetics of it all play together to make the, the user final experience.
1: Part. That's what we hear that a lot. It has yes. to be experiential. That's the new thing. Huh? Yes, definitely. How big of a portion of y'all's
3: business is app work and and designing apps? Sure, Um, I would say it's probably uh, apps apps fall into several different categories, but within those three categories, I would say probably about half of our our business, a lot of what we do is is what's called a web application. So it is an app, but it's not necessarily something that's housed directly on your phone. Um, It's a great way for companies to sort of get their foot in the door with app development without having to spend the money to develop it for Android and iOS. Um, So depending on the need of the client, we might choose to do a web application that reformats and works on the phone or we might decide to do a native app, which is what you would download from your iTunes or your Android, Android store. It, okay, so tell me about apps, because that's become
1: such a dominant part of our, our mobile commerce and communication. Why do you need an app, say, why is an app better than just going to the website, which I do on my phone a lot, for instance?
3: Sh- sure, um, I think it depends on what your need is. You know, if, if it's something that users are in day in and day out, you know, you think of uh, Facebook or, or Twitter or Amazon or someone that you shop with on a regular basis, having all your credentials and everything already logged in, you can just click on it, with two or three clicks, purchase what you want have it shipped to you. Um, it's a convenience thing. I mean, people want to be able to get those things quickly and get the information they need, whether it's their favorite newspaper, they want to read the news quickly, they don't have to search for that website, pull it up, go to that section of, of the site that they're looking for that information. They can just, with one click, in those apps, get to what they're looking for. Now,
1: like. at Techneris, if, if if I have a great idea for an app or a, a need for an app at my company, would y'all be able to build it for me?
3: Yeah, definitely. Okay. we, we and have then, the resources
1: to do that. And then, how much does it cost to build an app?
3: <laughs> that's <laughs> a that's the fun loaded question. Um, you know, it depends on the extensive extent of the app and what your needs are. If it's more of a basic basic information gathering sort of tool for your for your customers. It's gonna be something that's not super complicated. You can sort of, hate to say reuse, but there's a lot of code and things that have already been developed that can be reused. So that's gonna bring your price down. If you want something a lot more elaborate or it's very specific to your business, you have certain, like with Katie, certain processes or computing and things that need to be done, it's gonna be a lot more custom. Um, I mean, I would say a ballpark is probably going to be around the eighty thousand dollar range. Eighty. And that, that's going oh, to be to get it. Oh, I was going to say ten, maybe. To get it on one market. <laughs> so you're talking about iPhone or Android. Now, there's a lot of cool tools and technology now where you can develop something in one platform and it converts most of it to the other. So then there's only a little bit of added work. So maybe instead of eighty twice, it might be eighty plus, you know, twenty or forty to get it on the other gotcha. platform. So. It just depends on what you're looking for.
1: Well, Katie, I'd like to bring you in here. When did you at Commerce Title realize you needed an
2: app? We have done a ton of research, and we know from nat- nationwide trends, statewide trends, and from uh, the clients that we interact with every day, that nobody goes anywhere without their cell phone. And real estate agents and lending professionals are no exception. They are always with their phone. So. It was clear by sometime last fall, maybe even earlier, that an app was going to be something that we were going to invest in. So this spring, early this spring, we uh, launched Commerce Agent.
1: Tell me what Commerce app enables your your agents to do. Absolutely.
2: Our two uh, The two biggest points of benefit of the app are the number crunching machine that okay. is the app, Right there are so many different kinds of ways to finance a house whether it's a conventional loan or a FHA we've heard of these types of loans whether you're going to do 15 year or 30 year you know these things sound simple on the surface level oh i'm going to get a 30 year mortgage or a 15 year mortgage but the way that dials down into what you actually need to provide at closing to actually buy your house right there are so many different things that go into that equation. I mean, these are numbers that you can't Google. You can't go online and just Google escrow fees or taxes or closing costs. At least you can't without having to go to 12 different websites. Sure, sure. And not knowing exactly where to find that information can be a huge time crunch, put people in a huge time crunch. So the app saves people a ton of time. All they have to do is type a couple of, of... numbers in and run different estimates. So it's, it's basically almost like a fancy calculator. It's w- half <laughs> of it is a wonderful, brilliant calculator, and the other half is a marketing materials generator. You can take those scenarios that you ran in the calculator side of the app, and as a realtor or a lender who is using the app, they can take that, turn it into a flyer or an email newsletter, and send it to prospects or current clients. The okay. app allows the user, the real estate agent or lender, to brand all these marketing materials with their picture, their contact information, their company logo. So when they send that out, text, email, Facebook, anything, when they send out those number crunching scenarios, their client gets this great display of information with all of their branding on it. And and you can trust information you can absolutely because we are in charge of making sure all of the rates all the information is up to date Uh, now how did you get into this business I came into the title world in a uh, interesting kind of unique route I am originally from Florida and I've worked in workforce development and later I worked for a pension system okay Um, a friend of a friend had my resume and the leadership at Commerce Title was looking for somebody like me who could do PR and data analytics, marketing, all that wrapped into one person. And so he reached out to that person that we have in common. They got my resume and here I am. So I'm not native to the real estate (laughs) industry and that's part of why we adopted the app is because I am outside of the real estate environment. So I think, well, maybe we can do an app for that or maybe there's a um, web-based solution to these problems, so, or whatever challenges we would have at Mm -hmm. work. So uh, I like to think that my broad base of experience and my career has really helped our our company. So you bring a really different perspective to this company. Absolutely.
1: Amy, how did you get into the
3: high tech world? Sure, Um, so my background is in graphic design. Uh, I got my undergrad from LSU, and um, did a lot of print work. I actually did large format design, so wall graphics, vehicle graphics, that sort of thing. Um, And at that point in time, what was really just sort of taking off? Mm -hmm. Like a lot of companies didn't even think, oh, I need a website. I mean, that just wasn't something that you did unless you were one of the big names. Local companies didn't think about that. Um, And so knowing that that was a direction that things were sort of heading, I wanted to get into it. So uh, my friend that I went to college with was actually the first designer that Technaris hired. And so when they were looking to expand, um, I reached out to them with really an interest to just learn um, the technical side of, of of where design was really going. Okay. Um and so the rest I guess you could say is history because <laughs> I've been there for uh, over 6 years now. Um, and and there's been just a sea change in
1: 6 yeah years which doesn't sound like that long, but the industry is like every day. It's you know?
3: totally it's totally different and just even you know, things I think transitioned to a point where you needed a website or or maybe if you were a big corporate corporation you needed an app, but now it's really an ebb and flow. I mean, people not only need these things, but they need to be interacting and engaging with them in order to engage their clients. I mean, Google and Yahoo change on a pretty regular basis how they're sorting data, and so, you know, being able to be there to assist clients not only with navigating that, but also how customers are looking for that information, whether it's inside of an app or a website, you know, like you said, it's changed a lot. Six years ago, not everyone had a smartphone. For the most part, everyone has one now. And they're used to clicking an app or going into things or finding things quickly. So how they even navigate the page on a website has changed over the last six years.
1: Do companies still need a website or do you only need an app, or can Facebook take care of it
3: instead? Sure, I think you need all of it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. th- that's the clear answer. Different people are gonna be in different markets. Um, maybe how much you focus on one of those areas is gonna vary depending on who you are. You know, if you're a restaurant here in Baton Rouge, then yes, you definitely need to be on Facebook. You need to be posting beautiful pictures of your entrees and, and communicating with people and posting on Twitter, hey, we, we've got a food truck, we're gonna be here. You need to be doing those things, but I definitely think you you still need a website. The web, to me, gives you credibility. It's almost like having a storefront. It's a, your virtual storefront. I've probably heard about you, I might be interested in your project, but I'm definitely gonna go look up your site and read a little bit more about you before I even meet with you, or or schedule a point, or even maybe pick up the phone and call. So I think having at least st- basic and, and information out there about what you do, who you are, what your story is, is important. And then maybe just linking to those social platforms. One of the markers of modernity is fragmentation. Target
2: audiences are in so many different places. You don't want to miss your clients because you're not on the right platform. And so I guess that's why when I was listening to you, Amy discuss, oh, my answer is you need each of them. I was pretty proud of Commerce Title. We we have all of them. (laughs) What,
1: you mentioned workforce development being sort of in your skill set, Katie. I know workforce development is a problem in so many industry sectors in this market. Um, do you all see a problem finding qualified people to work in your
2: respective industries? We have um, been discussing this recently at greater and um, greater frequency because our business is growing gr- at great speeds, which is a great problem to have. But um, the ki- the kinds of work that The staff members who process all of the documents needed to facilitate a real estate transaction, a closing, they're called closers or closing secretaries, there's no degree for that. Can't go to school for that. So it's really hard to find people already trained for that position. So we are, um, you know, we're always looking to add people to our team and it is a challenge from time to time. So we just realized we have to be flexible and realize that we can raise up leaders in our company by turning them into trainers at the same time as closers. So The people that you need. Exactly. What about
3: techies? Are you all able to get enough of them? I would say there's definitely um, a need for more developers in the Baton Rouge market. Like, um, obviously, you know, I know there's a lot of young people coming out of school, Um, but a lot of them don't have experience. So, you know, they might be a better fit for an IBM or somebody who's a larger corporation who has training built into their work program where they're gonna go ahead and take the first six months and onboard them for a specific type of development. With us being a smaller company and our our sort of target market being small to medium sized businesses, our guys kind of have to do a larger breadth of things. They're not skilled in like one specific type of programming or niche within a programming. So being able to hire you know, talent that can sort of take on a larger range of things is a lot harder to do when you're looking at recent graduates in computer science or, or technology from that perspective. Are y'all recruiting a lot of people from the outside? Or? Um, Yeah, I mean, you, I think you kind of have to look outside. I mean, th- the upside is that you can, with what we do, we can have offsite Uh, employees, you just have to have the right employee for that. You know, there's a sort of a um, how they work and and their mentality and and just everything has to be a good fit for that. Not everyone enjoys working at home or or that works for them. They like going to an office. So it really just depends on the person. So it still creates a challenge because even if you find someone that has the credentials, they've never done that before or it's not really a fit for them, then it, it doesn't really matter so much on the other side.
1: Well, ladies, we're going to switch gears for just a minute and do a little part of the show that we call The Checklist. So it's where I ask you each a quick question that you probably wouldn't find on a loan application. Katie, I'll start with you. Uh, The meetings you run, rigid agenda or food fight? We like to
2: start out with a rigidly agendaed food fight, you know, (laughs) so we... We, our management team and our leadership—we meet monthly to discuss, you know, the wins at our company, our, our projects, and plans coming up. It's really important for us to get together frequently because we have four different locations, so we we need that opportunity to get together. And so, when we talk about operations, marketing, production, um, at each of these meetings, we start out. We ask everybody, hey, you know, send us what you'd like to talk about this meeting, um, and be prepared to talk about it because we're going to go in detail. And it's tangential. We talk about everything under the sun. You know, people come up with ideas. There are great brainstorming sessions about how to respond to challenges. So I think it's a healthy mix. You know, we start out with a plan, and uh, there are some of us who are roping each other in all the time, and the rest of us are, you know, go, going off the rails. And, and but how it big works. Is, is your company? How big is Commerce Company? We have 35 full-time employees, and our management team. Uh, we have two partners and then we consider our attorneys and marketing staff plus um, operations, production, um, and that makes a total of about, we say 10 or 12 people who meet monthly. These are the people who are the movers and shakers at our company. Okay, Amy, here's a checklist question for you. Is
1: there
3: a technological advance or invention that you wish would hurry up already? Definitely, I would say I would love to see the glass technology really take off. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to see, but I mean, They're pushing the envelope on your refrigerator, having a glass front that's like a touch screen and you could throw your conversation from your phone with grandma up on the fridge and the kids can talk to her and (laughs) your windows would automatically tent as the sun sets. Just really, really cool stuff. So it'll be interesting to see how much technology becomes a part of our our homes. They've really become a part of our cars and our phones now, but- Is that the internet of things? Is that what that's called, I think? I'm um, not sure. Anyway. I know GE is, is big into uh, advancing some of that right now. So and I assume, cool. we, I mean, there have been prototypes for this. Y- yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot of it is in the very preliminary stages, but it's very exciting to, to see what So we won't going. be able to get away from it. It's going to be everywhere. <laughs> it's going to be on our
1: refrigerator. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, well, I want to get back to just talking more generally about, um, about the market here in Baton Rouge. For instance, both of your companies are dependent on the health of the overall economy. How... How are your companies doing, you know, with respect to I know there's been I, I know just anecdotally from talking to company owners here in Baton Rouge that spending has slowed up a little bit this year, I think with the oil prices going down or, you know, staying depressed and, and concerns over the presidential election. It's just
2: it's a slower year than twenty fifteen was for sure. Are you all feeling it? We are actually doing pretty well because we are more closely tied to the housing market and recently it's been a sellers market, right? So um, there's that's been encouraging for sellers because they can get a better price for their for their home Um, it means real estate agents are begging people to list so if you're thinking about selling go ahead and do it now's a perfect time (laughs) Um, but uh, we have this unique ability to weather these economic um, tides because if the housing market slows we also um, handle Different financing tra- transactions like HELOCs and refis, those mm-hmm. things. So, so when home sales slow and maybe interest rates dip at the same time, you know that's when you see a rise in refis or sure. HELOCs. So that kind of thing. So, um, we're able to weather that pretty easily. But this um, this year has been a good year for us. So, is it a good year to refi? I think it's always a good year to refi <laughs> if you can save money. It is a good rates Right, are low, 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 low. interest rates are low. So go ahead and do it. Amy, what about y'all?
3: Um, definitely, I think one thing that's a little bit unique for us, most most development companies or, or technology companies usually have one, maybe two of the sectors that we're in, but us having sort of three different unique areas of the business helps us sort of separate, um, you know, if, w- if one area slows down, you know, then, then we sort of have this other area of revenue. You know, um, the infrastructure services, which are more your IT, technical, Backups, supporting computers, those sort of things. Those are more of an ongoing revenue. You know, clients will um, uh, have a contract with us for us to service their their business. So, you know, they're a small company. They they don't have the money to have an in-house IT person, but they have us as their consultant, and they get the breadth of our full team's experience. So that's really great for them. That's more of an ongoing, recurring thing. And then, obviously, custom software services. Those are more projects typically, whether it's an app or a web application. Um, So, you know, with that, yes, it does ebb and flow. The summer is usually slow anyway. Uh, This month is usually one of our slowest times of year because everyone goes on vacation. All your your contacts for your project management are kind of in and out of the office. Um, And then obviously the security side, I think things are really starting to ramp up there. I mean, people are concerned about, you know, the security of our data or is our team trained in enough technically to know what information they should share, what they shouldn't share, and, and even doing tests to see, like, is that stuff, we've put these processes in place, well, do they actually work and what holes are it's there? It's such
1: a huge area. And, and I heard an, an expert speak on that just yesterday. And I mean, we are so vulnerable. And and employees are are, are, are the real point of, of sure where you're most vulnerable. Exactly. And, and and outside devices, like your phone or your tablet, you bring mm-hmm. into the work for, exactly. you know, into the workplace. So I think there's a lot of opportunity there. Yeah, definitely. For for companies, really. How do you all keep up with the changes in technology? We talked about how fast things are changing in six years, you know, it's been a whole revolution. Do y'all have tips or tricks for how you keep up with what's going on in your industry?
3: Sure, um, I can see that. I think for Technaris, we're in a very um, unique spot because we are in the Louisiana Technology Park. And uh, for those of you who don't know, it's basically an incubator for technology companies we are an anchor tenant which means that we're a more mature company we've been doing this for 15 years um we're there to sort of support the younger company up and coming companies and, and just sort of be an anchor in that environment so you know we're sharing a suite with all these young technology companies i mean you run into someone at the at the coffee pot and you get to talk about what are those guys working on and and so there's that ebb and flow and and our ceo Devin, he gets to meet with the other ceos in the tech park and and they talk about, you know, what things are going on. I think, you know, from your viewers perspective, there's a lot of great resources online that you can kind of visit. Um, one, I would say, it's, it's called AppyGeek.com. Um, then <laughs> I know, great name, right? Um, th- it sort of covers a breadth of things, whether it's apps or just technology, like uh, what I was talking about, like home automation, those sort of things. AppyGeek.com. Dot com. And that just keeps you up to date. Uh, on what's going on, what's changing that in technology. That is so interesting. Um, you know, and, and other resources. I mean, there's um, iMore.com, which is pretty much everything Apple. If you're into Apple technology, um, you know, windowscentral.com, things like that that, you know, you can just go to. And they're basically a blog that just kind of highlights different things that are happening in different areas of technology. So I, I would say for, for your listeners, that would be a great place for them to kind of no, see that's what's that's very on. useful information.
2: Yeah, well, Stephanie, I would add that in addition to subscriptions to these great um, email newsletters or websites that have these resources, I'm a big proponent of networking, and I'm... I straddle the line between uh, marketing and PR and advertising and the legal and real estate worlds, right? And so at that intersection, I try to keep up to date um, with everything that is new that could benefit our company. So I'm a member of the Public Relations Association of Louisiana, as well as the Legal Marketing Association. And it's funny that we should talk about um, security and the need and the market that is there because of the increasing need for security. The very next meeting that I'm going to at the Legal Marketing Association is all about cyber security. I think it's the topic, it's the hot it topic is, of, of the year. We only have time for one more question.
1: I want to ask you both. If you could change one thing about Baton Rouge, what would it be?
3: I would definitely say make Baton Rouge more walkable, like just walk friendly, like even just sections of the city, you know, I mean, even in this area, just going ahead and finishing the sidewalks all the way to Jefferson, you know, to where you could walk to your favorite coffee shop or take a stroll. um, I think that would be one thing I would like to see happen. I I bet a lot of people would agree with you on that. I love that. I think Baton Rouge has a great culinary
2: scene. And I think if we could just um, keep promoting all the little, uh, either pop-up restaurants or great eateries around here. um, Locally owned. Locally owned. I think that attracts people because we have unique cuisine here. And so I would... mm, I would definitely make Baton Rouge just a unique place to come and enjoy some of the best food. Well, ladies,
1: this has been so interesting. It's always great to hear about successful companies doing innovative things, and particularly in the tech sector. So thank you all for being with us today on Out to Lunch. Thank you. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Amy Phillips, Creative Director at TechNaris, and Katie Heyer, Marketing Project Manager at Commerce Title and you can find out more about Technaris and Commerce Title by following the links on our websites it's batonrouge.la and wrkf.org today's show was recorded live over lunch at Mansers on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge Mansers is open for lunch daily from 11 to 2 for dinner nightly and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays the producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti, and our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Anne Edelman. You can see photos from this show on itsbatonrouge.la and on our Facebook page. These photos are taken by Ken Stewart. Mitch Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. Mitch's latest album, Puzzle, is out now. You can find out more about that at mitchellforeman.com. You can get this show as a podcast, you can listen to past shows, and you can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, itsbatonrouge.la and wrkf.org. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for it'sbetonrouge.la and wrkf89.3 FM. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Mansur's for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch.
0: Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S. Providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. Joneswalker.com. And by Business First Bank. With locations throughout the state, including 11 offices in the Baton Rouge area, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank. Banking with greater momentum. At B1Bank.com.